Yeah, yeah, you look beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I swear, you want to go to the last one. I know you hear that all the damn time. <laughs> yeah, you fine as hell. I know, thank you. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome, actually. I've had, so I'm in Florida right now. I flew down on Friday. I flew down Friday night. And right. I'm gonna be here for a while. <laughs> so how like so how so how it feels to be back in your home state? It feels it feels great. So I'm staying with my best friend of ten years. Like I'm talking about like close, close, close bestie. Never fought, never argued, never switched up on each other, nothing like that. She knows everything that I do, my job, like industry, all that. Like she's she's the bestie. Oh yeah, cause um, cause sometimes when you do this business, even your best friends look at you side eyed. Yeah, you know, sometimes cause I cause I be trusting when I go do when I go to function with my friends, I'm the butt of the joke because I did porn. <laughs> <laughs> and see, see, all my boys men, so see, you know, all, all you know, all them are men. They're like, yeah, my wife was a little little worried when I told her that I was going out with you, nigga, knowing that you do porn and shit, nigga. I'm like, really, dude. Your wife word. Uh, okay. Like I'm gonna bring a bunch of girls. Like, like they all imagine soon because I did porn, I'm gonna just have a bunch of girls on speed dial just to show up with a whim. It's right. It's, yeah. Oh my goodness. So for some of you uh smokers, y'all know who she is. Y'all seen her, what have you, which we're gonna get to. This is a actually this is not a premium smoke episode, people. This is a regular smoke episode. Actually, a bonus smoke episode. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know who I am, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge. You know where you can do, you know, ah, let me do this, let me do this right, see? Because she, see, her gorgeousness is fucking me up, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I get around it, you know, that smile made me a little nervous. But anyway, y'all know who I am, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Let me tell you about four sponsors that... We love and they love us back. The first one being the Facebook the LS community, lsworld.com. Next up, the Hydra Dope Magazine and the Game of Rocism Magazine.com. Next up, for you content creators, 90% profit. And for you consumers of porn, a new place for you consume it. I'm talking about excitebunny.com. Also, award-winning, award-nominated. We're talking about voiceover with smut, and they even have virtual reality. Shout out to my man, son, photographer, the one and only blush erotica.com. Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shop gwdistrict.com and buy something, why don't you? Also, in the mornings, five days a week, go to fullyswapradio.com and check me out as I give you that smoke that nobody else will give you podcast-wise about the industry of adult film. And Last up, the last two, where you can find me at. First up being skyhawkapadarktv.com, and you can also find me on the BGP LLC app. Now, if you're a premium smoker, you know who this is. She's gorgeous. She's sexy. She is one of a kind, and Lord knows she got some serious sex stories that y'all need to check out in the premium smoke room. I'm talking about the one and only Princess Ivy. Say hello to my smokers. Hi. <laughs> Hi, every guy. I mean, hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so my premium smokers know who you are, you know, uh, that's for my paid subscribers. So, of course, we had to introduce you to the smokers and everything. And um, 
so tell everybody what you do, how you do it, and all that good stuff. So they can get a you know okay, what, so what I am a professional dominatrix, other than as a pro dom. Um mm-hmm. most pro doms tend to keep things online these days. There's a lot of like, you know, whatever, but I um sort of I'm uh I'm skilled in like um my profession is takes place in person. Everything that mm-hmm. I do, I do IRL sessions, which is in real life, you know, not mm-hmm. online. I mean, I do offer online sessions as well. If anybody's mm-hmm. open to booking that and that happens over Skype or, you know, FaceTime, et cetera, after being verified, you know, mm-hmm. and with the deposit, because deposits are friggin' mandatory because people will waste your time for absolutely no reason at all. Besides pro-doming, I am a full-blown switch. So I have like a natural, like submissive side. So I also um, create um, ABDL content, um, DDLG, um, and I don't know, like some Harajuku, like fashion, Ahigo, like content, like, you know, I go by Sweaty Baby Ivy on Twitter. Um, and that's just like my straight out slutty whore, like nasty, like nasty me <laughs> when I'm not in Dom space, when I'm not in Dom space, I- I'm a big slut. Okay. <laughs> so um, Other than that, I, I, um, I consider myself a fetish enthusiast because I also mentor and train other female doms. Not, not that I wouldn't train a guy, but I've never had any guys come to me like, hey, could you train me on how to do this, how to do that? Um, and that, that's basically it. I'm a you know, full-blown work-at-home mm-hmm. content creator, pro-dom in the adult industry. I've been here for the past, what, since 2018? Mm, okay. <laughs> so let's go back. What got you into... First of all, becoming a dom. Let's begin there. How did you become becoming a dom? dom? Yes. Okay, so I want to say it was it was after actually it was when I first got into the industry. I first got into the industry um, starting with phone sex, like phone sex operation, like phone calls. Mm-hmm. My friend who was doing this as a side job because you know she had to have an extra form of income. Um, cause she had just had a daughter, same situation as me. I was, I had just had my son, you know, I was looking to make a little bit extra money because I was out of work for a little while. And I thought this was only going to be like a, you know, a, a part-time thing, like a, a one-time mm-hmm. thing. And I, I just found that I liked it so much. Mm-hmm. And I started getting so many requests for my phone calls when people would call me like, Hey, could you do this? Hey, could you do that? And I wasn't really knowledgeable on the backgrounds of these fetishes and these kinks they were asking me to like, you know, talk to them about, I, you know, went and did the research and looked more and more and more to it. And then I had a friend who was like, yo, I do this. If you need help, like, you know, I can introduce you to some people, this and that, et cetera. Have you ever thought about, you know, doing in real life sessions? And I was like, no, no, I haven't. I've just always kept everything on the phone they're like you know hey it's more money da, 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 da. you know let's see how you do and we just we literally we literally went with like you know was very optimistic about it because i'm an optimistic person and i love doing spontaneous things 
he was like, let's, let's set you up a few sessions. Let's just see how you do, you know, you already have, you know, the character, you know, the, the role on the phone. Let's just see how you do. He, I got thrown straight in and I was just, I was just natural. I was a natural, like natural, natural dominant. And I just, that side, that side of me, I, I love it. I was just a natural dominant person. It just came to me. And <laughs> I've never disappointed anybody I've seen ever. Let's unpack that first session. So you see your client. What some of the things you did with that client? What are the same, some of the things that I... Yeah, yeah, you did with that client for your first ever that I session. Do, that I, oh, with the first one. So the first guy. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to call him Potty, Potty Mouth. Because okay. <laughs> that's what we nickname him afterwards. So he, I'm going to give a little detail. He was, he was a truck driver. Potty Mouth was a truck driver. He was, you know, just traveling through the States. I set up, you know, my, my stuff online. He found my listing and was like, I'm interested in uh, water sports. You know, I want you to pee in my mouth. And I was like, what? So I had never, I had never peed in anyone's mouth. I had never whipped anyone with a, um, with a, a flogger before. I had never just did, did anything. And my friend who was helping me, like, you know, mentoring me, they were like, okay, we can go, we can go with the script if you want to, you make you feel comfortable. You could just, you know, practice the script and go through that. The whole script went over my head. It went over my head. No, 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 no. If this was a good thing, this was a good thing. The script went over my head, but in doing so, I stepped in, I stepped mm. in and just, it was just this other side of me that just took control of the whole situation. So when I tell you this guy was 30 minutes late to almost like 40 minutes, I was a little upset. So I was like, okay, I channeled that energy and was like, you owe me, pay me more. And this is what it was. So I walked him in before I walked him in and let him through the door. I blindfolded him. I put a collar around his neck and a chain, a leash. Um, and I walked him in the house. You know, I, I guided him through the house. I was cooking because he was late, you know, so I started cooking, you know, whatnot, and had, like, scraps all over the floor. When I tell you, I made this man, like, get on his knees, like, eat, like, like the cheese and whatever scraps, like, fell on the floor that while I was cooking, like, clean up. I was like, this is, this is your punishment for being late, which wasn't his real punishment because I found out I have also a sadistic side as well. Um, that same day, I kid you not, I made him like stand up, um, palms and hands straight out, like straight, straight out in front of him. And I took a metal dog bowl, like a water bowl, like, yeah. and I put hot water, not boiling, but like hot water from like the sink. I got it as hot as possible and I put it in there and I made him hold it in his hands. I made him hold it like straight, straight out, like, and he had to hold it up and he wasn't allowed to drop it. Like, he, I mean, obviously it was hot, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I added that on his list of punishments. Let's just say we had, he had fun. He loved it. He, he loved ev like absolutely everything. I, I, I just turned into this whole different person. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, because it a, lot of, a lot of the clients that a dominatrix, a female dominatrix get, they're dominant in their normal life. Mm -hmm. And thrive to be to serve somebody in this life you know period, mm -hmm. whether it's male or female you know period and a lot of people find it kind of crazy but i'm like no nah, because it's no different than you take a man who is submissive in 
let's say, his personal life, you know, he takes it out on his dominant life when he's a manager. Because everyone had that manager that can't get no word, can't get no word in edgewise at home. So when he gets at work, he really micromanages. Yeah, it's like it's like a form. It's a form of release. That's what I tell people all the time. It's more to it than just causing people pain or you know overpowering them and such and such. People find release in this. You know, making decisions all day and being you know having to make a decision for that and being overcharging that and stuff like that. They're coming from out of their real life and they're entering into like this safe space to where they can just be free to let go of all the response all their responsibilities you know what i mean like so it is i i'm i am very caring i provide aftercare which is a big 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 thing because of sub drop doms as well experience um drop as well um mm -hmm. that's a different subject but yeah it's, it's a big release like mentally it could be very like just yeah because I, I tell anybody for me being a dom it's not about the sex it's, it's mm -hmm. never been about it's about I get off on knowing somebody has submitted to me, you know, mm. period, my whims, willing to do whatever I ask. That's the turn on for me. You know, period. I can have a session with a female sub and not even have sex with her, be just as turned on if we were about to have sex. Uh -huh. Because of her human furniture, or I made her, you know, crawl on the ground, or I made her clean up the house. You yeah. know, it, it's, if people don't realize when it comes to dominatrix, it, our sexual, how can I put this? The net that we get is more mental than physical because, it really because it's more of a mental game than anything else. And then as a Dom, we appreciate everything that they do. It's not like we, you know, we're just simply treating them like shit and we don't give a fuck. I mean, there are some Doms out there like that, which people need to avoid. And that's what a vetting process is for, because mm -hmm. most of the time people just go in and then they're going in not knowing what they're doing. So I always, always, always push people to vet anyone. If they're not seeing me and they want me to recommend them to someone, I can recommend you, you know, to someone I may know, you know, of, mm. but behind closed doors, I never really know how they, how they make this person feel like mentally, how they've actually treated them. If they've given them, you know, a mm. sense of, um, like, you know, praise, appreciation, et cetera, like how, as far as that goes, like mentally as, you know, being in that submissive role, like if they treated them, you know, right. If they mm -hmm. go through and actually provide aftercare after a tough, like, um, scene or such and whatnot. So I push them, like I push whoever I talk to and whoever I'm around to, um, to do that themselves and vet the person, vet, vet the people that they're, you know, seeing or wanting to see. Yeah, because what people realize is that it's a training process when you gain a sub. Not only training for the sub, but also training for the dom. Because I keep telling everybody, the doms never choose the sub. Submissives have the most power because it takes more power to submit than to dominate. Because mm -hmm. that means giving up, they're giving up more in order they're giving up their energy and power to you. Mm -hmm. That takes more strength because the average person don't want it. Even as a boss, let's be real. It's uh -huh. hard to give up. Like, even with me, like, if I ever get to the point where I get, I may have to negate editing and and and, and loading to somebody else, it's going to be hard for me because I'm so used to doing it. 
Yeah. And I'm doing it by a certain standard, by a certain time frame, or what have you, that now I got to give up that power to this person, and they may not move at the same rate as me or as fast as me, you know, period. So it's 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 a similar situation. When a submissive gives up power to the dom, they are the they they are in the power position, you know, period. And what the so people can understand what the dom is doing, he's learning or she is learning how to be a better dom to that submissive at the same time mm -hmm. submissive learning to be the proper submissive to that dom. Mm -hmm. So it's learning going both ways. Repeat that last part again. It's a learning process going both ways. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, yeah, because that a lot that that's another thing that's really confused, you know, to outside people or to vanilla people who don't understand, you know, BDSM or um, DNS dynamics in general. They they looking in from the outside, they don't understand. You know, they're like, oh, this person's controlling. This person's, you know, that. It's not that. The submissive has the real power always. We are yeah. willingly giving this other person power over us. Without our permission, without our consent, they wouldn't have any of that. It, it goes it goes both ways. And we, you, there are structures and there's levels and every dynamic is different. It's all about, you know, who those, who's those two are or who that, those people are. You know, like. <laughs> so now, of course, you started doing in person, which I've been telling people, the real money in fetish or BDSM is in person. That's where the real money is in, you know, period. Because even if they see you on camera at some point, if they see you come to their town, they're going to want an in-person session. They're just facts. So when did you turn to creating content? When did I start creating content? Um, I started creating content when I started getting requests for the things that I do. Like, oh, do you have any videos of you, you know, doming this person or, you know, doing this type of kink or fetish, et cetera? And I was like, no, no, I don't. You know, so then I was like, I was like, I need to do that. If people are interested, I'm gonna, you know, I was, I was, I was more than willing to give them what they want, you know, like, and so I started, you know, seeing which of my personal submissives, um, or clients, you know, wanted to be, you know, filmed or phot photography, you know, videography or whatever. Yeah, because it's a, so people understand this, it's a different between finding a guy to fuck you on camera and finding a guy to be dominated on camera. It really because, is. It, it, believe it or not, even though you hear a lot of girls complain they can't find a content partner, it is way easier to find a content partner that will fuck you than a content partner will let you pee on them, shit on them, beat the fuck out of them, and walk them around like a dog. It, it's <laughs> a lot harder. It really is. It is a lot harder because not everybody's up to um, willing doing doing that and mostly because they have their own lives, you know, outside of here that they don't want um comprehended or what what's yeah. that um what's that word they don't they, want they, they don't want they, they don't want nobody to recognize their ass for the most yeah, part that, that too, yeah yeah <laughs> for, for instance i seen i seen a lawyer before you know so <laughs> he like he, he be talking to me at work to my surprise 
Was she walking you like a dog? <laughs> you yeah, yeah. I've seen a, I've seen a lawyer before, you know. So then his his I couldn't get any pictures of him, like not with his face, but he was allowing to have the rest of his body, like you know, in my content, which I was perfectly fine with. And then for those who are, you know, are comfortable having their full body otherwise you know except for their face i also provide like hoods or we could always blur the you know videos out etc but you know it's no one ever wants to be in a situation to where they're doxxed and then their job finds out or you know they're criticized you know just for doing their own thing outside you know in their personal lives so yeah because to be honest with you men don't have a safe space to express their sexuality uh -huh. women do Homosexuality do, but as many people sit there and say, no, they don't. No, homosexuality, they have clubs, they have pride. No, a man can't sit here and say out loud, I want to get fucking ass with a dildo by a woman. He can't. He can't. He's going to look crazy. We saw what happened with Mayno talked about race play. Now, mind you, race play, the black man is the dominant in the scenario. He's just, <laughs> he's still the dominant, but. To most people, it's weird and it's, it, you know what I'm saying, crazy. So a man, his only safe space is when he goes see a woman like this. You know, mm -hmm. period. Go see a domination. Or when he goes see an escort. Because them the only places where he can really have the grace of discovery without the headache of judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, shoot. So, so, um, so how often do you, well, okay then. Do you do solo content? Yes, I do. I do okay. a lot of solo content, and that is, it's mostly as me as my submissive self, mm -hmm. um, you know, my ABDL self, or mm -hmm. my puppy, my puppy girl self, you know, when I'm in pup space, now, or just, you know, my pure slutty submissive space. So where's ABL? So everybody can understand that. ABDL. <laughs> okay, so ABDL, I'm going to say right now, it is looked down upon by a lot of people, um, not even with inside of the kink community, but on the outside, like, you know, vanilla mm. people, so to say, because they don't understand it. And a lot of people also confuse ABDL with age regression, which is another problem. And you okay. don't want to confuse the two. So um, age play, so to say, goes into ABDL. But age regression is more of a therapy. Like literally you could go see a therapist and they will put you through a process of age regression. And age regression, should I say, um, involves going back to doing more childlike things to heal your yeah. inner child self, should I say? You know, like yeah. coloring or spending time watching your favorite cartoons or, you know, journaling or just, you know, just, just again, release pushing those responsibilities and freeing yourself from your real world like stressors and reality of having to do all of these all of these you know things that you normally would have to like be important and <laughs> but then that's where the confusion comes into play with abdl so abdl sometimes it is sexualized sometimes it is not sexualized not everybody likes their little space, so to say, um, mm -hmm. sexualized. But ABDL is um, adult, adult, uh, adult diaper baby lover. So there's adult mm -hmm. diaper and then there's baby lovers. 
they um mm -hmm. split it down the middle just like ddlg so ddlg is daddy dom little girl you can have the two together or you can have them separate because just because you're a little girl in a submissive space doesn't mean that you need a daddy dom you could have a mommy dom instead or you could yeah. just have a caregiver mm -hmm. and just because you're a daddy dom doesn't mean you necessarily want a little girl you know like sure. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm both. I'm an ABDL baby. I'm also DDLG little girl. And again, I have my pup space as well. Like my, my pup space, my kitten space. <laughs> oh my god! So, which means they, they, did you be wearing the uh, the anal the anal tail? I wear the, the what? Tail. You be wearing the uh, the anal? Oh, excuse me, the the the, the butt tail. Yeah. Yes, I I do. I have I have three yeah, tails. I have three tails, and everyone. Who has seen like you know my OnlyFans or my Jester fans have seen them, <laughs> or they're on Twitter. They're, they're somewhere on Twitter. <laughs> my good, yeah. Cause I actually yes, people. She has pictures of her in diapers, and I just found yes. it so sick. It was just like cute to me. I was like, that is so cute. So I I wanted to ask you this. All right, do you have customers that want you to pee in the diaper and send it to them? Yes, yes, I do. Oh my gosh. So there's this there's this there's this um little boy. I'm not gonna say name, but he is subscribed to like, you know, most of my channels, follows me on everything, watches my content, joins my lives. And um, I, besides him, I get a lot of like clientele who who um, like me to do, you know, the water sports inside of the dippy, et cetera. And that's actually very popular too, that right now that's on my Just For Fans. That's the top content rated, like that's the top content for me right now on my Just For Fans personally. Um, mostly because Just For Fans is one of the only sites besides, I want to say, Scatbook that allows water sports content. Only yeah. fans, they just remove all of that and they, they're kicking people out who want to do water sports or who, you can't even start squirting videos on uh, OnlyFans anymore, which I find yeah. highly ridiculous. Or else they're just going to remove your content. The reason why, because I thought about this too when I looked at what happened with me with X videos, but now they wanting paperwork. A lot of these sites ain't making the money that they used to because sometimes if people pay attention, you might make the payout, but they might skip the money spending to you. That I, I've noticed that with a couple of sites. You know what I'm saying? They, to or they stagger your payment so that they won't pay you out as frequently. You know, period. I think that they change these rules because one them to minute to maximize their money because the less people the less videos that they drop off the less they got to pay you know mm -hmm. pay you you know period and and two also with only fans they're also trying to be publicly traded can't do that you got yeah they're trying to they're trying to change up their flow we're not we're not hating them for, we're not knocking them for that the only thing we're knocking as sex workers we're knocking them for just you know trying to take too much control too fast with the way that they are. I feel like they're not doing it right. There's a right way to do things and then there's a wrong way to do things. I feel like they've tried too many wrong ways to just get rid of us. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and they should they should do it in a formal way, you know, notify us, you know, give us some time. You know, like you know, put implement, yeah. you know, the rules and you know, make the guidelines and like show like, you know, just don't don't just boot us out, kick us, or you know, pull our and stuff like that. Like you with the excuse of it being Mastercard and Visa. Mastercard and Visa never asked for them to take off scat. Never asked for them to take off squirting. 
that's something that they're doing themselves to try to make themselves more marketable, to gain more advertising, to gain third. Mm -hmm. Just like, because, for example, like them asking for paperwork. Once again, Mastercard and Beach never asked for them to cover, all they asked for them to clean up their site, to make sure there ain't nobody putting no bullshit up there. And now if someone, let's say I got something up on Minivids or OnlyFans, and they sent a request from the CDC saying that uh, I don't own the rights to that shit. Now I need to show you paperwork. You yeah. know, period. Because that's, to me, that's reasonable, you know? In that situation, that's reasonable. But, but for me to just upload their paperwork, it to me is ludicrous because one, I'm giving you the opportunity and money and a way for you to sell information to make money to advertise. Because that's what they're really doing with the shit. You yeah. want to be honest? You know, period. And the other question is, when they bump your ass off, what do they do with your videos? <laughs> right? For a second. They don't bump your ass off, gave all your money back to these motherfuckers, but they haven't... They, they, they still they, have your content. They still have ownership and all of that of your content, which makes no sense. Exactly, yes. Yeah, so it's kind of like, to me, it's like, like I said, a lot of this shit ain't got nothing to do with CC Bill, ain't got shit to do with... Mass Carmen Visa is about these motherfuckers being greedy and figuring out a way to make money because they know the laws are not caught up to them as far mm -hmm. as anything on how content supposed to be. Just like mm -hmm. just believe that's gonna be an issue when it comes to us when AI start hitting porn, but that's a conversation for another day. So <laughs> so shoot, so so how would you film your solo content? How am I doing on solo content? I, mean, I, mean, I said how often do you film it? How often do I film solo content? So that's a good question. I film almost every week. Well, I do film every week. I film every week. Um, I'm gonna say at least, at least max three days out mm. of the week. Sometimes, sometimes more. Sometimes more it depends on you know if I'm getting requests, if I'm getting you know different offers to see like different things. Or I'll be I'll post polls. So like I'll post mm. polls and ask like you know my um my viewers, you know, what do you want to see more of? You want to see more ass? You want to see more titties? You want to see more squirting? You want to see more pussy, more diapers? Like, you know, what do you want to see more of? Spit? Like, tell me, you know? So then I'll cater to that. And, um, or, you know, videos, pictures, you know, teasers, like, like, you know, so it all depends on that. Because like, again, you have to cater to your, to your, to your marketing area, to the people who are interested in you. You know, if you don't, then you're not going to go anywhere. Yes, you can be like a little stingy, I guess, and, you know, try to push what you really want to push your own mm -hmm. way. But you also have to cater to who's paying for your shit. You know, who's who's putting yeah. up the money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, because I am a go for it. It's like with a lot of solo content. I mean, it can happen with board content, too, but. Uh -huh. Come up with different ideas for your solo content because you don't want to bore your fans. Because if you do, because it, boy, girl, you have more of a chance to give a variety. Because even if you're just straight fucks, and you can do different dudes, different this. But when it comes to solo, you're completely by yourself. So you're playing to the crowd by yourself, and you have to come up with ideas that would keep your fan base engaged. 
So how you come keep up with happy, like, keep them engaged, you know, keep them coming and asking for more. Yep. So how do you come up with like some of your ideas for your solo songs? So I'm a very creative person because, um, you know, apart from being like a content creator, I'm also an artist and a writer. I write mm. poetry, spoken word, etc., and I draw, I paint. Um, I do little tattoos on the side as well. So I'm a very creative person. I'm very big into like surrealism, you know? Um, so <laughs> I don't know. A lot of stuff just comes to me. And then I'm, I'm how you say, like weird or alternative, very, mm-hmm. um, you know? So I cater to like that side of like, you know, alt pop, the alt pop community or whatever. And I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'm one of a kind. That's how I'm going to put it. I'm one of a kind. And I, I I just do I just do you know what I love I'm very I'm very out there I do a lot of stuff because people tell me all the time like wow I can't believe you actually enjoy this like I had someone because I started I, I whenever I post with my first um like throat fucking like with my hand mm-hmm. video people were just like really amazed by it like like oh my gosh you're into that like because they've seen men throat fuck, you know, women with their hands, you know, like sticking their fingers down their throats and stuff like that. But when they see me like do it myself, like, you know, just, just going at it and, and they were just like, oh, wow. Like, you know, like you're actually doing that self. You actually like this. You're actually into it, et cetera. And that's another thing. I'm all about giving what is real. I never, ever, ever try to give anything that is fake, anything that is like, you know, from a script or anything like that. If it's not real to me, it's not going to be real to them. That's how I see it. So. So shoot. So with that being said, because of course I got to ask the question that is always on everyone's mind because I'm pretty sure there are male challenge producers and everything going to be looking at this interview. But and plus as well as ladies, because it's always the question, because of course sex workers always the first thought that women have when they get into the business that they got to fuck a dude or what have you. You, if I'm correct, you have not done any really boy-girl content as in fuck a dude on camera per se. You said I don't create that type of content? I said have you created that content? So, I have, but it's like, it's very rare. And, and I mean like very, very, very rare. Um... When I first got started, should I say, when I first got started and I was moving out of like doing the phone calls, the phone sex operator, like, you know, jobs and stuff like that. And I was moving into, you know, doing more IRL sessions. I was like, okay, my phone sex operation started as me being dismissive. Maybe since they're, you know, interested in um, all of these, you know, the content for my Dom stuff. I should make more submissive content. So I was looking, you know, for partners and I was looking, you know, I was vetting like different people and stuff and everything, whatnot. And I just found that for me, I didn't meet the right people, so to say, that matched like my level of professionalism, that matched my level of kink interest and stuff and whatnot. So a lot of it has not been made, you know. It's different between finding someone to fuck you and finding a dog. See, it's, it's, it's because I've talked to plenty of submissives that's in the business. Mm-hmm. I want to do BDSM type scene with their bondage 
slut training and all that. And they understand the more authentic it is, the more it's going to make money. Because let me tell y'all something, people. You think they don't see a fake down from a mile away, think again. They know when it's real. So, really yeah, good. it's way harder to find someone that would do a dominatrix submissive thing than it is to find someone that's just going to fuck you on camera. Because yeah. it's, it's a different type thing. I haven't done slut training videos. I mean, not even that, because again, like, catering to my, my slutty side, I'm okay yeah. with just doing, like, the fucking, as long as, you know, again, the professionalism is that's there, and they're not into any type of drama, because I'm working with this person, yes, and they have their own thing going on, they are who they are, but they're also gonna be reflected upon me, you know, so mm -hmm. I like to see who it is that I'm actually working with. And that was more of my thing. Like, do they have good, you know, people vouching for them? Are they who they actually are putting out there on the camera? You know, like, I don't, I don't want, you know, my name dragged through the mud because I'm working with the wrong person. Mmm. Mmm. Interesting. Interesting. Which goes back to what, you know, what I was asking ladies the question, what, the, what does it take for you to say, I want to do content trade, which, which you got to kind of said it, that you want to be professional, you know, because <clears throat> I keep saying this. You see, that's also why I tell females, don't be scared to reach out to established male talent. That's a mistake girls make. Mm -hmm. They're scared to reach out to the established guys. Established guys is always looking for a new girl to work with, you know, period. That's a fact, especially when mm -hmm. they know they ain't shot because they're still a part of the game that they want to be able to say, I was the first one that broke her open. I'm the one that bust the chair. I'm the one that, that broke into the game. And so, so have you thought about actually reaching out directly to some established male talent that you might have followed on Twitter? Mm-hmm. No, I'm actually. You, have you oh, you about said, have I, have I thought about reaching to more out established, like, people and professional? Yeah. So, no. Though, actually, there was one person. There is one person. And he's still on my list. I want to get my chance with him. I just haven't done it yet because I want to wait for the right moment. Um, but he goes by Hobie Buchanan. Okay, I know, I think I know you're talking about. I think I know you're talking about. <laughs> and he is, he, is, he is very out there. And he just seems like, I, I know for a fact that our, our kinks and his, like his interests and stuff like that would align. Um, I just haven't, haven't done it yet, but he would be someone who I would reach out to if, you know, mm -hmm. if I did. If I did reach out to someone more established and more up there and known by everyone. Now, also a lot of times, girls do boy girl because the money with their fetish is dwindling, is dipping, so they have to switch lanes. You know, in your situation, if you do boy girl, that's not the case. Am I correct? It's no. more you just want to expand what you do versus. It's a need to expand. It's not necessarily a need there. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So it's kind of like we speak to the fact of, which you can speak to this, having multiple ways of making income within the business. A lot of girls don't understand that concept. Like, for example, they, like, for example, they'll just have an OnlyFans but won't have any other platform. And then look stupid when OnlyFans bump their ass off and now, they're fucked because they ain't got no place to go, you know, mm -hmm. period. Or 
they're doing the boy girl content, but then that money starts to slow up. So now they don't know what to necessarily do. You're right. And that's when they decide to jump into fetish, but they don't understand how fetish works. So yeah. they think, because you have a lot of girls that jump into feet fetish because they think it's easy. They, that, it's, it's not. Of, <laughs> it's not. That is the biggest mistake. Never, ever, ever, ever do anything because you think it's going to be easy. And nothing is ever easy, especially in this industry. Especially in anything in the adult industry, it, it's not going to be easy. I mean, anything in, in general, if you're working for something, if you're trying to build and create a name for anything in life, you, it's, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> no, it's going to be a lot of work. So because we said that, y'all know what time to show it is, people. It's time to show where the pussies go dry, the dicks go nip. They talk about the business. <laughs> it's going to part, people. This is where we talk about the part of the business that nobody talks about. And she just mentioned how hard it is. But the hard part of it is not the film. It's the editing. It's the, the posting, the marketing, the scheduling, the balance of everything that we're doing, you know, period. Because with you, now you got to balance your personal life. You also got to balance your mm-hmm. with also your meetups and everything. So speak to how much work this business really takes. Because I know walking in, you knew it took work, but you didn't know the extent of work it took to maintain this. For me, I'm going to say it's it's a it's a 24-hour just everyday, everyday thing, you know, because myself, myself, I wasn't here a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. even then it was still, it was still an everyday, you know, push, strive, because you, you do suffer, you will suffer for, through a little bit of burnout. Burnout is natural for anyone, especially in this, in this industry, you know, with, beating up and trying to, you know, get clients and then filming. That's that's burnout right there. You're going to be tired. Your body's going to be overworked. You're going to, you know, you're not going to want to, you know, do this. Maybe your pussy is fucking, you know, just <laughs> she she she's she's, you know, she's hurting <laughs> or whatever. You know, your your arms, me as a dom, I'm always using my tools, moving my arms, you know, doing this, bending over, squatting, etc. You know, and then coming back to my own home life, having to clean, cook, take care of this priorities, pay the bills, you know, go here, go there. It is, it is a lot. You're putting, you're investing your full self into this. If you're not fully in, you're not going to make it. If you're not fully in, you're not going to make it. Don't expect this to be some part-time thing. Oh, I can just do this and make a little bit of money. That's all you're going to get if you are thinking that way is a little bit of money. And then there, there's no point to really doing it. Like, what, what is the point? There is none. Yeah, because um, even when you think about, even with your solos, mm-hmm. it's not even easy. Let's keep this 100, because I know what people think. It is way harder to film a solo than a huh. boy or girl. People may, may think otherwise. They're like, no, she by herself gets that third once again. It is harder to film a solo than a boy girl because you have no one to bounce off of. You got to angle that camera right, and you got to angle yourself right for the camera. And then you got to motivate yourself. You got to talk yourself up, you know, like, you know, be in character. You just, you know, you your head is spinning maybe before a little bit before you're doing, you know, whatever you're doing. Like, <laughs> I don't realize some of the positions. You got to remember to pace yourself, you know, take a break. You got to remind yourself, 
And it's even harder when you are doing everything by yourself if you don't have a team behind you. So it is good to make those connections, have a team, maybe have one person you could send some videos out to to edit while you're doing this, you know, or something. You know, find some people that you trust. You can't just just do these things. You cannot just do these things. You have to take the time to look into what you're doing, learn about it. You know, like it is, it is, you have to learn. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to fuck someone. I'm going to do this. I can edit a video. No, it's, it's not just that. It's not, it's, it's so much more. Oh, hell no. Because even with me being a male doing a solo, it was hard as fuck because one, I have to extend a dick jack for 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't know about I got 10 minutes because some of these sites don't accept five minutes. Mm -hmm. Because people don't realize OnlyFans is the only one that lets you post a three minute video. Yeah, some of them, some of them you have to have like that minimum. It has to be a minimum yeah. of this many minutes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because because uh, that, that's the only why girls jump the damn OnlyFans because I can put one minute me sucking the dick. And make fifty dollars, yeah, because only fans didn't give a shit. They didn't give a fuck about quality or or the They only gave a fuck about traffic. But mm -hmm. like Fat House, Fat House, they because I didn't have a pop shot, a pop shot. They shut. They they didn't accept my video. Uh huh. It was a certain size and they didn't accept my video. So it's just like that. Why like that? Why I say understand it. Just that little tidbit right there show you how hard the game is to a certain extent. Because, like I said, even with, um, like, for example, if if you're doing a fuck machine, you got to angle it right so they can see you going in your pussy. Mm -hmm. You know, don't want it, you know, the camera or what have you. Then, you know, um, cause I even saw one girl, I had to give her props. The way she angled the position of the camera to get what she had to get for that solo, I said, well, damn. Now I don't care nobody say this hard for me to do. You can't sit and tell me that you you don't catch a cramp after a while back there. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I I no, because you do. I did one video, uh, what was it, like two months ago. I was mm -hmm. upside down, like with my back and everything on the wall. <laughs> I was on the wall. Y'all seen it if you subscribe to my Just for Fans. I was on the wall, I was upside down, and then I was I was I was a squirting video. So I had I was squirting and I was trying to like aim for my mouth. And it was I had to angle and move my camera around three times. Three times. I had to move it up, I had to move it down, I had to zoom in. You know, it, I had to make multiple clips and then put it all together. <laughs> she had she was trying to squirt in her own squirt in her own face. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yep. I was. Oh my gosh. So you guys probably you guys were seeing it, see it in the video. You guys happened to join. I squirted in my eye. Like I was aiming for my mouth, and it just it just went. <laughs> you you you. My hair was stung. You definitely are flexible. I'm just gonna say that because that that takes flexibility and a half. Yeah, yeah, fellas. That means she's fun in bed. <laughs> that's another thing that is another thing because it takes so much from you like not only mentally but physically you know putting yourself through this you have to stay physically in shape and that's not saying you got to stay slim thick you know 
because we know we got we are BBW women, etc. I'm just saying staying fit and active in general. You want to make sure that you're staying active so you don't suffer any of these, you know, Charlie horses, cramps, etc. Because you don't want to be in the middle of a video and, oh, my leg is cramping up, etc. I need to stop because then you're going to have to do so many retakes. You want to make sure that you are being physically active. Because you you don't realize, because like I said, you haven't really done any more not not studio-wise. It is physically taxing because the position is that, so people can understand, because I talk about this all the time. Just to give you an example, let's say the cameraman wants to get the side angle of you fucking shorty doggy style and the dick going mm-hmm. to put I have to angle myself as I stroke to open myself up enough <laughs> and push her butt cheek open enough, this butt cheek on this side, for y'all to see that dick curving into the pussy. Me just doing this on a seat is uncomfortable as fuck. So imagine me having to do that for five to six minutes. You know, please. I can't tell you how many days my back and my legs and my thighs have suffered. <laughs> my my arms, my arms, just from fucking myself. Like, just <laughs> it is a workout, but I, I'm building. I'm building my little my little muscle up over here. Muscles. <laughs> The muscles, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You, know, you ever see what is what was that? The Quagmire episode in Family Guy, yeah. where Quagmire had like the juke arm because he'd been masturbating so much. He, he came out the house just like you know, all strong as hell. I mean, that one he figured out there was the internet. He found out about the internet. <laughs> he found out about internet porn, right? <laughs> oh, I was done. But see, but no, but see, that's what I mean is that. The biggest, that's the reason why a lot of people think what we do is easy. Because they don't realize the physical tra- strain that it takes upon the body. And it's a ment- mental aspect of it too. Because, mm-hmm. because it's, it's different between you masturbating because you're masturbating for yourself yeah. versus I'm doing this for a video. It's a different mental game. It's a different mental game. It really thought. is. And I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to stunt. Most of the time, most of my content, like again, because I want to give everything that is real. Mm. All my orgasms are very fucking real. Mm. All of them. I've never really faked an orgasm, but you know how you can like be physically satisfied, but then emotionally you're not there. I've been in that position a number of times, a Mm. number of times where, okay, I'm doing this. And yes, it felt good. You know, it got me the O, et cetera, da, 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 da. But then it's like, fuck, I am so tired. I'm just ready to, like, be done. Like, you know, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, you got to because- keep pushing yourself because, again, the burnout, the burnout is real. Is it between a nut and an orgasm? You can have a nut, but not necessarily an orgasm. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't understand what the difference It's like. Like I like can squirting and then orgasming. The the two aren't the same. They confuse that with women too. Yeah, yeah. Cause they think because you squirting, you coming. No, motherfuckers, you no, just squirting. No, it's not. No, they're two different things. <laughs> they're two different things. Yeah, you know, just like with a man, it's like I can have a nut. Let's just say like that first nut is a good nut, but I don't have an orgasm for the second nut. Cause that's the one where people like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know. You know, period. That's one where he cannot. He, he needs a moment. He needs a moment. 
you know, period. So it's, I think a lot of people can play that. Because also, too, because when you're on set, some of the girls don't have orgasms because they're so focused on the filming mm-hmm. and, the, and the shoot and anger themselves. They're not allowing themselves to open up to even have an orgasm to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You know, period. Because I keep telling everybody, it's not the same as us fucking off camera. Off camera, there ain't no camera there. You, they, we ain't got to sit here and go 20 minutes. We can have a 10-minute session and it's great. No, not yep. going. We, we, we need 20, 25 minutes. We need all. But if when you're filming, okay, you might have gotten a bad angle. Okay, the video might have cut out or somewhere. You know, something must have messed up electronically. You got to you got to go again. You got to retake it. You got a bad angle. The lighting was off. You know, you couldn't see anything. Or maybe, maybe, just maybe, you went pee before you started and didn't realize you had a little piece of tissue up in there that you, you should have got out of the way. <laughs> like, it gets real. It gets, it's real. It's messy. It's dirty. It's, it's, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah. It's, it's as much fun as it is, it is also exhausting and we really have to care for ourselves mentally and physically okay even to the point like i had to ask girls after like let's say the second scene we was going to do three how do your pussy feel (laughs) my mother gonna be like what the fuck you mean by that let me explain why because if her pussy is sore and beat up she's not going to give a great third scene Mm -hmm. that means alternative whether it's just a bj or what have you and two you ask her how she feel because hell, she may not be able to do the third thing because just like there's some men that's one nut and they dumb the rest of it, there's some females that they can't go like that, you know, uh-huh. period. And especially let's say if you're a female, let's say you go to Exotica or you at a content house and you're fucking multiple dicks. Now your pussy got to adjust to multiple dicks and you want to be your best at 18. Can't be your best mm-hmm. if your shit got them about to swell clothes because she saw his hair. That's why I used to hate, like, that I used to hate being like, if, if, like, if, uh, like, if we brought in a male talent to work with a girl, I, I made a point not to shoot that day. And the girl always asked, well, why don't you? I said, because I don't want to come behind him because he's bigger and he's going to beat you up. Like, you done got used to my dick because we done fucked all weekend. You have to get reused to him. So I'd rather for you to shoot with him, then me come in, and then you saw and the scene ain't gonna be great. You know, because <laughs> you know, where female after shooting with the guy, she was sore and she couldn't even do the ride sequence. We said they do a dog and missionary. I'm yeah. like, damn. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's it's a lot that even females had to think about when it comes to their body when it comes to filming. No different than yeah. that. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. You just, so you just all over have to make sure that you're prepared, you know, not only mentally, but physically, you know, you don't want to overwork yourself. You shouldn't, you shouldn't put yourself in the position, should I say, to mm-hmm. overwork yourself. You should mm-hmm. always try and try and try to make sure you are prepared the first time around. But then again, everything doesn't always work that way. So there are times where you have to, you know, readjust, refilm, retake, you know, and see, too, the other reason why girls do solo, you ain't got to worry about that dildo paying for TTS. Because <laughs> guess what expensive she ain't got to worry about? Taking the test. Because that shit costs after a while. You know, especially if you trying. Because, see, that's the only reason why I tell females. Females that do it all make the most money. 
because they have more ways of making money. They're not depending upon one thing to make them money. Because if you depend upon boy girl content, now you got to find meal time. Now you got to be able to travel. Now you got to be able to keep a TTS. And we're talking about $250 per test. Uh-huh. Some of these do it three to four times a month. That's a fucking bill. I know damn good way y'all don't make back what the fuck y'all spend on that TTS. It's not even in shoots. No way in hell. So in my opinion, I, I go I go see my doctor, okay? And that's just even with my own like outside per- partners, you know, outside of you know my consecration. I go see my doctor, you know, let them build my insurance and I'll pay my copay. If you don't have someone, like you you should find a doctor because some doctors do, they will do the full blown testing for you. Not all doctors, you know, want to do that, you know, and then some people, some people, I know of some people who've just gone to the hospital and got the full blown test and they're, you know, one and done. But then that's a, that leads to a bill, especially if you're not insured, you know? Yeah. So but if you're insured, I suggest to avoid paying that 250 Go, go to your doctor, schedule an appointment, you know, be, you know, articulate with, you know, time management, should I say time management schedule your appointment if you know you have a shoot win and you have this needs to be ready schedule your appointment to be you know right before your shoot so that you have your paperwork in order to get things done <laughs> so shoot so so uh do you do anal content with your solos anal yes you don't have a lot of male time to hit your ass up after this damn interview you know that right <laughs> 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 you have a lot of them out this motherfucker. But no, nah, but that's why I tell females, nah, if, if you're going to do male talent, well, one, the biggest mistake that girls make is they overshoot themselves because they shoot with so many male talents that they don't have content for themselves completely. Mm-hmm. So that's the balance that a girl has to find when they do content trade anyway. Um, but like I said, again, the all take of that is if you're going to give up something, let it be worth it. It's worth it if you do it with established male talent because he has a fan base you can tap into, and it might lead you to pay gigs down the line because sometimes they do refer girls, especially if they're damn good at what they do. So, mm-hmm. so oh man, so do you webcam? Hmm. Do you webcam? webcam? Yes, I do. I do. So that is another thing. So actually, I sh- I'm gonna just tell you everything that I do. So I run three twitters. For all of my different sides, you know, for all my different, my things, you know, I have my Dom one, I have my slutty ABDL one, mm-hmm. and then I have my other one, which is not adult content creation, but it's for, like, my streaming. I So I, I stream on Twitch as a gamer as well. Oh. As, as well. a ga- Well, not a gamer, should I say. I'm just going to say variety content creation, so I'm a variety creator on Twitch. You know, I do my art stuff, I do my poetry, I talk to my people, but I also game. I mostly game, should I say. Um, on top of that, I have my four Instagram accounts. One is a spam, which is just everything, all like slutty, teasing, like just whatever. I have like spamming, spam, spam, spam content. Then I have my ABDL, um, you know, Instagram as well. Then I have my Dominatrix Instagram and so on and so forth. I have my Denver platform. So again, if you're going to be in this, you got to give it your all. And I have all of these accounts because this is how I'm promoting myself. This is how I'm getting myself out there. This is how I'm pushing my content. And it, yes, it, it, this sounds crazy because it is, it is a big, big, big job 
keeping up with all of these these accounts. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but yes, I do, I do. So I do Chatterbait. And um other than that, I was doing streammate models, but mm -hmm. they but that's for the model links, but I can't I can't remember exactly what site the because they go through a sister site so it's a third party sister site so clients wouldn't go to streaming models to view yeah. models camming they would go to a different website mm -hmm. but it would be through streaming models if that makes sense no so like streaming is the parent company and then there's a sister like you know it's it, it just like uh what is it x x videos have multiple affiliate sites such yeah as yeah like like X, what is it? X, Y, N, N, or something like that. That's popular. It's through X videos. You mm -hmm. know, if you want to see the the their their premium stuff, you had to go to the X. You had to go to X video itself. But there's other sites that connect to X video. So yeah, I totally get what you're saying. So mm -hmm. shoot. So I, I I got another show I have to do. So unfortunately, people I have to shut this down quickly but she will be back and y'all need to also check her out um on chronicles of a spit queen we should be back and we also going to yes. bring her to the i love miss spit queen. queen oh yes yeah, she's been on there she got some great sex stories to tell y'all about and we do some other stuff and she will also be on the premium smoke podcast which is part of the premium smoke room y'all know what that is five premium podcasts for you to enjoy 4.99 a month it gets more provocative, it gets more candy, it gets more crazier. Titties might come out, dildos might pop out. You don't know unless you subscribe and you can only watch it on Spotify. So who knows? Next time y'all see her on the premium smoke she might show up. <laughs> y'all, you know, you don't know unless you subscribe. So with that being said, Princess, tell us about where they can spend money on you, baby. You can find me on Twitter at slutty with two T's, S-L-U-T-T-Y, slutty baby Ivy. Or you can find my Dom account for y'all kinksy fellers, kinky fellers. You can find me at it's with the I-T-Z underscore I-V-Y underscore B-I-T-C-H. That's it's Ivy bitch on Twitter. Also, it's Ivy bitch on Instagram. It's Ivy bitch on Just For Fans. Um on Instagram for my more ABDL slutty baby side that is um sinful ivy and that's sinful under dot ivy so that's s-i-n-f-u-l dot ivy <laughs> there you go the many faces of envy so excuse me many faces of ivy my bad excuse ivy. me I'm ivy. Yeah. <laughs> for a minute you're good you're so all good with that being said, we had the end of a wonderful episode. Y'all will see her again and again and again and again with her sex ass. So with that being said, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You haven't learned anything. Smoke this over. Say goodbye to him, Ivy. Bye. <laughs>